According to USA Today, the average tax return in 2019 was $2,725. That's a lot of dough. The big question, though, is, Devante, what would you do with that money? Hmm. I really don't know what I would do with the money, but in this episode, we'll be covering some things and some ideas that you can spend the money on. So let's go ahead and get into it. This is Walla Watch, brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. I'm your host, Devante. And I'm Catherine. And today we have a very special guest with Woo-woo! us. <laughs> we have Colleen. She is an internal communications specialist here at the Credit Union um, and our most recent volunteer of the year. So Colleen, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thanks, guys. So I'm Colleen. Um, I get to write and design for the credit union. But outside of work, I volunteer for a bunch of different local nonprofits. And I also serve on a few different nonprofit boards, too. Awesome. Putting me to shame. (laughs) Same. We're friends on the social media. And, you know, Colleen's always doing something. I'm pretty jelly. Very motivating. I guess we all have the same 24 hours in a day. She's just (laughs) hers better than mine. So, Colleen, what are some ways that you can think of how to spend a refund? So, I mean, the basic things are you can either spend it or you can save it, right? Mm -hmm. So, when I generally think about spending your refund, there's like a big purchase you've been thinking about, whether it's a vacation, maybe a purchase down the line like textbook, something for class, or you can go ahead and set that money aside for a future need. In this conversation, this can really go around a refund or any sort of big bonus that you would get or anything like mm-hmm. that. Any big chunk of money. Yeah. yeah. So also what I recommend is really writing down what it is that you'd like to do with it. So coming up with some sort of budget and I'm an envelope system type of guy. So like I like to grab an envelope, write on it what I'm going to do with that particular bunch of money, put the money in there. That way I don't forget and it also keeps me accountable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I really like to have sub savers in my account. So I have a secondary checking that I have a debit card attached to for my bills. And then I have different sub savers in my account labeled for different things. So I have one for grad school tuition. I have one for wedding expenses. I have one for long-term savings and short-term savings. So that helps me keep track when, the, when that amount of money's coming in, I can write down on a post-it note ahead of time and say, 500 bucks is going to this, 300 bucks is going to this, and then I actually stick to it because I've written it down in advance and I know I have to do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're planning a honeymoon in next February right now. So right now my budgeting plan for that is 50 bucks every paycheck. So twice a month chucking 50 bucks of that savings. I set aside $1,000 for my refund to put myself ahead in that budgeting plan. So I'm now um, farther than I need to be on that. So I'll have a surplus at the end that I can either take to you know, spend on meals or souvenirs on that vacation, or I can just apply it to something else that I might need afterwards. I could fit in your suitcase. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So having just adding it kind of as a bonus, not And it feels good. I mean, it. making that progress faster as you moving towards that goal just feels yeah. really, really good because I could take the amount that I have saved now and go on a honeymoon and it'd be great. But mm-hmm. being able to continue saving on top of that, I mean, you get to build on to your savings and really think about like this amazing thing you have coming, you mm-hmm. know, that just keeps getting better. Yeah. And you could just have that much more fun while you're on the honeymoon. Exactly. Knowing extra. that you can afford it because yeah. you've saved before you're going. Yes. So, Colleen, I like that you kind of like mentioned progress, you know, yeah. going along, moving along and keeping going forward. So one of the things with progress is you don't want to use your refund to temporarily get you ahead and then you get set back, like yes. making large purchases 
that you won't be able to afford on your refund. Well, you don't want to live outside your means. And as soon as you start doing that, it's so easy to get caught up in it because sometimes it feels like other people are doing it too, mm -hmm. right? So you can treat yourself every once in a while, but you want to make sure that you're not committing to spending a lot of money on something that you in the long term can't afford. Mm -hmm. And that treating yourself part, that's really important. Yeah. You know, when I stick to my budget or something like that, like maybe I go and get me a little extra chicken sandwich or something. <laughs> I enjoy the chicken. <laughs> when you do get that refund, you know, when you decide you want to make a plan for how you're going to spend it, maybe you invest some, maybe you buy something you need, but then you also take a little portion and you buy something you want. I think that's important too. Yeah. How do you decide? How did you decide like what was worth your money? What oh, was that's worth such spending? a good question. <laughs> so I think about what I already have because it's so easy to focus on other things, right? That like we want. So for instance, video games, I have so many unplayed ones. So do I really need to be dropping 60 bucks on another one? Probably not. So I thought about feasibly like what is something that I would use most of the time during my week. And I ended up deciding to dedicate part of my return to investing in like nice workout clothes because mine are falling apart, training for a half marathon right now. Um, I need to actually wow. like, I know. <laughs> sorry, weird flex guys, sorry. <laughs> um, I need to actually like invest in this, right? It's an important mm -hmm. thing. So I said, what is like a feasible purchase that makes sense? It's not outside of my budget completely and it's something that I'll use. Yeah, very cool. So you're not trying to like keep up with the Joneses. It's something that will you'll enjoy and yes. it'll motivate you to maybe work out more. Exactly, yeah. Workout clothes. And like you can get cute things like if they're going to motivate good behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're going to use them, I mean, I have no problem investing in something that I'm actually going to use. Yeah. Awesome. I'm trying to think of something. I haven't thought about how I'm going to spend my refund yet. I haven't gone through the whole tax return process. So I got to try and think about what will motivate me. Um, do you have any like pet expenses that need to be, because isn't that like a, something they recommend doing with your refund? Like, oh, like going in and like checking things off your list that are expenses that you didn't want to deal with. Yeah. Like pet vaccinations or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's something we kind of stay on top of, but there are things that I know in the back of my mind, like things around the house that need to be updated, like preventative things that will keep us from having to spend large sums of money down yes. the road that That's I should so check off my list. So I'll have to go around and do a little car repairs, that. that kind of stuff. Yes. That's a good thing to invest in at that yes. time. Yeah, like we are redoing our floors. But that's also something that will increase the value of your house, right? Like it'll just help. Things that pay off in the long term, in my opinion, are worth it. Like that's a type of investment, right? Yeah. Definitely. It's like that trendy pair of shoes that's gonna go out of style in a season. That yeah, you don't or things that will fall apart. Too. Yeah. That's something like you definitely don't want yeah. to do. Don't don't go out and buy two hundred dollars in like fast fashion items that are just disintegrate. Like yeah. invest two hundred bucks in like a good pair of running shoes or something instead. That's something. That was a tough lesson. Took me a long time to learn. No but kidding. <laughs> yeah. I'm you there. Buy things that are more expensive that you have to replace less. Mm -hmm. I'm still behind. <laughs> I have a problem. Like, oh no, a hundred dollars. Oh, mm -mm. no, I can't do it. Yeah, <laughs> and then you spend a hundred dollars on a million need. things. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. Alrighty. So, in thinking about other things that we can kind of do with our refund, what about cleaning up your credit? If Good one. There's some things that may be behind, or even like if it's your car loan, maybe you can get ahead of it. Yeah. So pay maybe a few months ahead, 
It feels so good in the future. Like it stinks at the time because it feels like that money's just disappearing. And then you don't have to have that car payment necessarily next month. Or you can keep paying and just stay far ahead and yeah. it feels so good. And then if there is, it's kind of like a safety net because then if there is some sort of emergency or big yeah. expense down the road, if something happens. you can lay off maybe a month or two because you're that far ahead. So. Yeah. And what a great opportunity to pay down like any credit card balances you have too. I mean, you know, we're coming back from the holidays. Some people are still bouncing back. You overspend, it happens. Mm -hmm. It's so easy. Specifically related to anyone that may need to get their credit in order. So some sort of credit repair going. So I have these steps in my head because I like talking about credit repair. I know. Weird, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> so the first thing that should be done is printing off all of your reports from the three credit bureaus, so Experian, TransUnion, and Equifax. Checking those reports for any errors or anything like that. So as far as like your personal information, any of the loans, any social security numbers that are on there, any names or aliases that are listed on there, anything like that. And then the next thing is bringing those accounts, those delinquent accounts mm -hmm. uh, to current. Not necessarily the charge-offs, we'll worry about those later because right now they're doing as much damage as they can. Um, but bringing those delinquent accounts current. And then after that, you handle the collections. That's then, a big one. That's a scary one for sure. Right. I mean, yeah. just phone calls are scary. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, no, that's tricky. But if you contact the institution, they can take a look at your credit report and generally get you the contact information for those collections. Yeah. Exactly. It's that's just about making the call. Yeah. You got to rip the bandaid off. Mm -hmm. It's daunting when you're thinking about it, but you'll feel such a sense of relief once it's done. And the people you're talking to are not there to judge you. Right. This is their job. It's what they do. Yeah. And it'll help you in the long term. Mm -hmm. And then if you have that refund, then you have some negotiating power. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, those collection companies, a lot of times they're willing to, like, okay, pay this much right now. Well take it off of your credit report. Mm -hmm. so. And you as someone who's trying to pay, you're the person they want to hear from. So like right. you're the good phone call. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're happy to hear from you and then it doesn't hurt to ask like if you pay right that second or you know at that time rather than setting up a payment plan, maybe they'll take less for sure. Okay, and Colleen, you mentioned earlier about giving to charity with your refund. Yes. Can you kind of elaborate on that for us? Absolutely. So I like to set aside funds, regardless of whatever income I have, to maximize the benefit for our community. So I want to make sure that anytime that I'm giving money to something that I'm maximizing the impact of that donation. So for instance, you can buy a $50 t-shirt from which 5% goes to a charity, mm -hmm. you know, because it has a logo on it and it's cool to wear once. Or you can take 50 bucks and a bunch of coupons and go and buy 500 treats for a dog shelter. So I really try to focus on making sure I can stretch even the smallest amount of money as far as possible. And it becomes kind of this cool numbers game for me. It's my vacation into couponing, okay? <laughs> it's just the brief foray into the reality TV world of couponing. So um, I try to look at unit prices is a big thing for me when I'm shopping and find the cheapest price per unit, compare like on Amazon and at the store and everything to if a local shelter needs laundry detergent to make sure I'm getting the most per ounce. And then always, any income that you have, the smallest amount can go so far. You know, if you take the extra minute to consider how you're giving, um, 20 bucks can provide a ton of stuff that people really need. Mm -hmm. And they'll be so happy. To, I like that you point out, because a lot of times you can buy a shirt or, you know, something to wear around that shows your support of it, and that's great. But at the end of the day, they might be better well, or, you know, more well off yeah. by 
buying those items for them with the same amount of money and just yeah 100 percent. and i mean you can look at websites for local food banks mm -hmm. shelters animal shelters if that's your jam it is very much my jam <laughs> all of those things and if you think about like a can of black beans for instance is 99 cents if you buy them in bulk like you can probably get 10 for eight at some point right with 20 bucks think of how much you could get for a food bank versus again that 5% mm. of a $50 t-shirt. So I mean you can show up with cardboard boxes of stuff for people in need literally just by spending 20 bucks, which I think is amazing. You just have to take the extra minute to really think about how far you can stretch your dollar. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Like I don't think I ever really thought about the fact that really the impact I can make with something like a tax return or something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. um, because like during the holidays, my family will make a whole bunch of meals and take them around and talk to people and things like that. But just doing it all throughout the year and the fact that it won't take me out of my way yeah. to mm -hmm. take a day or an afternoon or evening or something and go purchase the things that I've maybe called the shelter and ask them if they need them mm -hmm. and then take them to take them to them. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, I got, we bought four gallons of peanut butter. Things are cheaper when you buy them in bulk. So we got four <laughs> gallons of peanut butter, separate containers. They do not come in four gallon barrels. And I rolled them down to the animal shelter and they were so excited. And it made my whole week, mm -hmm. you know, like, and to think that those animals are out there enjoying that, like that's amazing. That's why she's our volunteer of the year. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so speaking of that, how do you find like a reputable charity that you want to support? That's a really solid point. So you want to make sure that most of the causes you're looking for are 501c3. Wait, 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 wait. So what is a 501c3? Okay, good question. So a 501c3 nonprofit is registered with the IRS. So they've gone through the process to prove like, hey, we're legit. We have a board, we have bylaws, like there's a governing body for this nonprofit and they've earned tax exempt status. So that means that um, your donations to them are tax deductible. So if you want to be really responsible and like save your receipts and stuff, which I stink at doing, you know, for tax time, you totally Same. can. Um, again, that's not something that I'm great about doing, but um, that 501c3 status grants them that legitimacy. So you know that they're actually out there like doing good in the community. And that's not to say that there's not a ton of other projects that are doing great things that, you know, aren't registered, but it's just, it's a good thing to look for. Well, make sure your money is going to actually exactly good yeah no if you're gonna give your money to someone else you always want to do your research so you can actually go on the IRS website and search for registered nonprofits based on like state and city and everything and make sure that they're a registered 501c3 okay that's good information to know so what are some specific charities that you're really passionate about oh it's so hard um, there's so many so I really like small local nonprofits I think it's awesome when you get to meet the people running it they're your neighbors you know they're giving back to your neighbors so um, one of my favorites right now is called Helping Women, period. They're based out of the Lansing area. And um, it is essentially a one-woman operation with an executive director running it and all sorts of supporting people. And um, their mission is to provide menstrual products across all different income levels in our area. So to people who are homeless or low income, um, they want to ensure that they have access to, you know, tampons, pads, um, bladder control products, all these different things that, when you think about it, are actually really expensive. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, yearly you can spend, what, $200 on menstrual products, and they found that people that aren't able to afford those or access them end up missing, like, school and work and, you know, they get behind. Mm -hmm. So being able to help them overcome that one obstacle is just getting them one step closer to independence. So. I think that's amazing. Um, 
What I really love is that they actually put the products in local elementary, middle, and high schools. So younger people who, you know, don't have access to menstrual products either economically or socially um, are able to get them at school when they need them to stay in school and to be able to continue succeeding. That's awesome. Yeah, no, it's fabulous. Um, another one that I absolutely love is the Firecracker Foundation, mm -hmm. also based out of the Lansing area. So they support um, teenage and child survivors of sexual trauma. So they have all these different amazing holistic services like support groups for their caregivers, trauma-sensitive yoga, counseling, Title IX legal advocacy, and they're consistently going above and beyond to provide the level of care that these kids really need. Tashmika, their founder and director, is just a beam of light. She's absolutely amazing. And if you're ever looking for an organization to support, I would highly recommend that one. Awesome. Wow. I love it. Alrighty, so to wrap up, uh, what are some key takeaways you all kind of took away from the episode? Don't spend all your money. <laughs> <laughs> Making a plan yeah, for how you're going to use that refund. But like also set aside some to reward yourself. Mm -hmm. But just make sure it's a smart purchase, something you're actually going to use, probably something you need a little bit. But it can be fun. That's fine too. Yeah. Something I took away is don't sign up for something that you can't afford on your regular budget. I'm really big on that, obviously. I've said it a couple of times. But that's really important because you don't want to sign up for something and then three months later you can't afford it and it puts you in a tight place. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then another big one we talked about is cleaning up your credit. Um, so if you have you know, delinquencies on your credit report or collections, making it a point to take care of those that'll definitely put you in a better financial position down the road yeah and getting ahead on bills obviously we talked about so treat your future self yes yeah treat your future self. absolutely it doesn't always feel super great at the time but it just feels so good in the future we don't have to worry about those now it's time for the cu spotlight MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union have many products and services for our members. We have multiple checking, savings, and loan options. Our checking accounts have what you need. Whether you prefer no minimum balance, earning dividends, or a customized debit card, we have the perfect account for you. You'll enjoy surcharge-free access to over 30,000 ATMs nationwide. Near or far, we are wherever you are. Our checking accounts also include access to free direct deposit, free bill payment, and free access to your FICO score. From standard savings and money market accounts to certificates, we offer a variety of dividend paying accounts to fit your needs. Our multiple loan options include personal loans, auto loans, mortgages, and multiple credit card offerings. From low interest rates to tiered benefits, we have the right product for you. If you'd like to find out more or become a member, please visit msufcu.org. Wild Watch is written, hosted, and produced by Katherine Hurth and me, Devante Montgomery. Our executive producers are Whitney Anderson Harrell and Lauren Kalarzik. Wallet Watch is brought to you by MSU Federal Credit Union and OU Credit Union. You can find more episodes of this show at our credit union's website, financial40.org, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in our next episode. <laughs>